What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. One thing I pride myself on is trying to remain as unbiased as possible. And this is often to the detriment of other people in my life. But usually, even though it's a risk to the relationship, my unbiased nature has proved to be an asset because the people that can handle the truth are the only people that tend to stick around to have close relationships with. It's a great filtering mechanism. Regardless, though, I still have a lot of friends, or how I like to say it, people I feel close to. Whether they feel close to me is something you would have to ask them. But I consider a lot of people my friends. And sometimes I have friends that are a group and friends with each other or friends who invite me into other groups. Now, this can present a lot of different opportunities and challenges. One of the challenges that I've talked about and tend to hold my friends accountable for is never forget who brought you there. You wouldn't be here in this group without me. And I don't say that in a way to exert power, but it's a form of loyalty that should be expected. And I have had friends in the past who I felt violated this rule and played the other side in speaking against me. And to me, that's a major violation and a deal breaker. You never forget who your loyalties lie with, who brought you in the room. Even if you end up being closer to someone else you met through me than you are with me now, what you say about me and how you treat the relationship that you had with me is a telling sign to the other person and anyone what kind of friend they can expect you to be to them. It's like when a girl cheats on her boyfriend to get with you and you start taking her more seriously than just a fling. Remember that you will lose her the same way you got her. She just told you how loyal she is. And we like to fool ourselves because our egos tell us the same thing won't happen to us. We're different. But it was never about you in the first place. It is what's acceptable to that person in the frame of their character. All the time, people are telling you about themselves. So you need to have sound principles before you open your mouth or take certain actions because everything you say or do tells the entire world about who you are. And if that's not based on principle, it will be exposed. That is one of the things that you have to manage when you are brought into other groups by other people or have large groups of friends who know each other. No one, and I mean no one, likes anyone who gossips. Even if they take part in it with you, you both leave somewhere inside of you with this icky feeling about each other. Maybe you don't realize it, but you have now been exposed to each other and your true nature of having no loyalties. But loyalty is a tricky thing because it can often lead to atrocities if not managed through principles. If you are blindly loyal, you will do things that will hurt other people. So my friends who have violated my loyalty in the past, if they did it to take stance against something that I am doing that is wrong, then they owe me no loyalty. They owe their principles, their determination of what is right or wrong, the loyalty. Just because you know me for longer or deeper 
does not mean you have to align yourself with everything I am or everything I do or say in front of anyone. That is not disloyal. That is a man with principles who is also telling you about himself. Now, this can get very tricky unless you have an underlying base of who you want to be in the world and want to be remembered as. If you are not clear about your values and principles, you can easily be taken by the directional wind of each conversation. And before you know it, no one knows what you stand for, not even you. And you know what fall that leads to. Because of the fact that I have a lot of friends, I find myself in the middle of tricky situations like this all the time. There's often a rock and a hard place that I have to navigate. Quite often, one person will confide in me about their dealings or problems with another person in the group who I am also friends with, and quite often, I have to toe that line, walk the edge of what I say, and make sure that is not against either one of my friends, or more importantly, is not for or in favor of either of them either. And I'm sure the innate desire in a person when sharing their misery with me is to find company. But quite often, I only have disappointment to offer my friends in misery in this regard because I do not know how to placate scenarios to benefit their feelings. I remain as fact-based and neutral as possible. And sure, I have a litany of options and my own reasons to intervene in what side is more relatable to me. I can be biased because of my own experiences. And even if I offer that, I do so carefully because I don't want to affirm one side or another and make one side feel more right than the other. But what happens often is one side is probably more right and one side is probably not seeing the full perspective. So the best possible way to navigate this conversation is to objectively offer a perspective from both ends. However, that does not mean that you take sides. Even if they feel that you are because the one side is heavily weighted on right. And so badly do people want you to take sides. Their side. And quite often, my friends are disappointed and saddened when I don't take theirs. Or to them, seem to take the other side. And that is the point of this entire conversation that I will reiterate. When maintaining relationships. Or when deciding the criteria by which to form an opinion. What your contemplation leads to should never be clouded by loyalties or the burden of the relationship. What is right is right, and what is wrong is wrong. And maybe not in the absolute sense, because not many things in life are absolutely right or absolutely wrong, but for the anchor of something for you to stand on, it is only by this criteria, this value system, by which you can offer your opinion. It has to be devoid of Divorce from any loyalties towards that person or towards any situation. It has to be passed through an objective filter. What is right and what is wrong. And often to the disappointment of my friends who are in the wrong, they find themselves in an oppositional state from me. When they realize that I will not blindly just take their side. And that is my job. And their life is not to be their fan but to be their true friend. And a true friend has the courage to tell them when they are wrong. A true friend is your mirror 
who shows you how ugly you look at times. Like my friend, right now, I am not against you, but I am against what you are expressing and the way by which you are expressing it and the subsequent actions from that. And though it does not diminish my love for you, I want you to know that I do not stand by you in the doing of wrong. Some people will not tolerate this and you will lose those people because they don't want real friends. They want fans. They want unquestionable support, whether they are right or not. And for me, good riddance to those people. But for the majority of the world, trust me, they will appreciate this. And you will become even closer to them through this conflict, even if you disagree with them. Because through all the initial disagreement, they will see that your heart is in the right place for them. And in general, and that you are willing to put it on the line for them to see that. Those are your real friends. And the ones you want to keep around. Because they actually want to be better. They actually want to evolve and grow. And hopefully, that inner desire in them to grow will also allow them to also serve as an agent of truth for you. When you are slacking. When you are in the wrong. Who else would you really want around? So if anyone asks you, when you are caught in the middle, whose side are you on? The answer always is, I am on the side of the truth. Love you, family. Stay true, always. See you on the next show.